Welcome to the Soft Life with Sadie Baddies. Sadie Baddies is the antidote to mental health stigma, and this podcast is hosted by yours truly, Priscilla O. Adjman. We are a virtual sanctuary centering Black and multiracial people, and we prioritize the mental and emotional nourishment that is the foundation of collective healing in our communities. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to the Soft Life Baddies. I'm so ready to dive back into recording and sharing this week's episode with you. As you might have noticed, we did take a little break from uploading to rejuvenate and just rest creatively. I don't underestimate the power of creative rest because every single time I give myself a chance to unplug and become re-inspired, I never regret that time off. We will be sharing another episode next week, Monday, so stay tuned so you'll have back-to-back episodes to listen to. So much has been happening internally and externally since our last episode on making your home a sanctuary and creating safe spaces within, which if you didn't get a chance to check out that episode, feel free to download and listen. It really resonated with a lot of you. We had a beautiful and successful part one of our brand new event series, The Living Room, sponsored by Geneva during Mental Health Awareness Month last month in Brooklyn. It was such an intentional, soft and open evening and everyone who attended, myself included, left feeling lighter and more connected. I'm so grateful to just be a vessel for this collective healing and community care that we all really need, especially at this time. If you missed this first event though, no worries. We're planning our next one for late summer, so definitely follow us on our social media channels, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and subscribe to our newsletter through our website, sadiebaddies.com, so that you don't miss it. So today's topic is all about protecting your peace on social media. Last week, I wrote a tweet after taking a social media break. I had deleted Twitter for three weeks. I was off Instagram for about a week and a half. And it ended up going viral. And the tweet said, social media breaks will remind you that a lot of this shit doesn't even deserve a reaction all the time. Conserve that energy for creativity, community, love, exploration, etc. Thousands of people, literally hundreds of thousands of people, shared and commented how it resonated with them. And some people even mentioned how this prompted them to take or consider taking a social media break soon. My intention with this tweet was not to go viral or blow up, even though I'm grateful because it did bring in a lot of new um people into the Saddy Buddies community. It also brought a lot of new listeners to the Soft Life podcast. So if you're here because of that tweet, welcome. (laughs) So my intention was not to go viral or anything. It really was just to share how taking a social media break can help you to recenter and not be so reactionary all the time. And I say that because there is a difference between reacting and responding. On social media, we see a lot of times this ongoing discourse, ongoing dialogues and commentary from people all over the world. And it can be a really beautiful way to see what the collective consciousness of our society is like. When something happens in pop culture or politically or globally, we all respond, we all react to it at the same exact time. So we're getting this real-time information, which is really valuable, but also can be very overwhelming. And in my opinion, I believe that reacting is that immediate impulse response of, seeing something on Twitter or seeing something on Instagram or whatever social media 
outlet you're using and literally just saying the first thing that comes to mind. It's impulsive. It's quick. It's almost like an an adrenaline rush because you're just you're reacting to something that you haven't even processed yet. So when I say reacting, that is what I mean. I mean that impulsiveness to share your opinion, maybe without even having all the facts. Whereas responding requires more depth. It requires more processing. Um, Responding to something can take more time. As we we see sometimes with celebrities or public figures, when something happens right away, we want them to react. We're like, why are you not posting about this? Why are you not saying anything? When they have a whole team, a whole PR team that's drafting a response so that it's more thought, it's more thought provoking. And it also shows that this person has taken the time to really process what happened. And I actually prefer to respond to situation scenarios good or bad you know sometimes there's tragedies that happen and I'm speechless and I'm actually grateful that I'm speechless because it means that my body and my mind are taking a time to step back and understand how this is affecting myself how this is affecting the people around me and maybe even giving me time to think of a solution if possible or applicable and I think that sometimes we lose sight of the importance of responding and slowing down, not just automatically reacting to whatever we see online, because a lot of times it really has nothing to do with us. And that's not to exclude our part and our role in our society, our community, um, especially when it comes to social justice issues or things of that nature. However, I think responding requires a lot more depth. It requires a lot more thought-provoking skills that allow you to show up better in these spaces so that you're not just impulsively reacting to every single thing that you see online, which is exhausting. I also, in this tweet, really thought about how when you are super involved in other people's lives, it really can lead to comparison. It It can lead to you not focusing on yourself. I'm also guilty of this. I think that remembering you don't have to respond to every single thing that someone shares. If someone you see on TikTok or someone you see online is sharing something or an opinion that you don't believe or you don't agree with, you don't have to be that person that's like, well, you're wrong and have a dissertation about why that person's wrong. That person is entitled to their opinion. You don't have to be the person that constantly responds to other people's thoughts or their decisions. And I I say this especially because the soft life right now is very trendy. I started this podcast in in actually in late March of this year. However, I started writing about softness as a black woman 2 years ago and specifically how leaning into softness has helped me along my healing journey. My definition of softness might be different than what's displayed online, on TikTok, on Instagram, or wherever, where it more falls in line with materialism and consumerism. If you've read any of the work or the blog posts or the Instagram posts that I've shared over two years ago about Black Black women and just being a soft person in general, regardless of your identity, it's really about practicing self-compassion and, se- and practicing, practicing grace. I've shared 
in multiple episodes and time and time again, I've shared how I really grew up struggling to be a perfectionist and how much it really affected not only my self-esteem but my nervous system it gave me symptoms of anxiety because I was trying so hard to be someone that I didn't need to be I didn't need to be perfect and so the soft life for me is me having the opportunity to forgive myself for forgive 21 22 year old Priscilla who really didn't know who she was just yet and really struggled with self-compassion and negative self-talk and you know really went through a lot of bouts of sadness and loneliness so the soft life for me is reframing that and re-identifying myself and encouraging other people encouraging other women and encouraging other men encouraging everyone to really lean into your soft side everybody has a soft side men have a soft side and when you see in particular, if you see a man that has embraced his softness, a lot of times that that man can make you feel more comfortable. You might even feel more safe around that person because softness is a part of our humanity. We don't always need to be this strong person, especially, you know, for me, I always grew up seeing images of black women being so strong, being so resilient. Why are why do we need to be strong all the time? Why is that the biggest focus point of our character or this stereotype or this archetype that we have that we need to be strong? I am allowed to be soft. I'm allowed to take time for rest. I'm allowed to care for myself. So in that same way, that also includes creative rest. So as somebody that works a a full-time job, a nine-to-five, and is a creative entrepreneur, I have to understand that I can't do the same things in a day that someone who does this full-time can do, and that's okay. That doesn't make me any less of a creative. It doesn't make me any less of a community leader. It's really giving myself the grace to live my life in the way that's going to be healthiest for me. That is what the soft life means to me. So I really embrace having moments of having that social media break can allow you to just recenter and not focus so much on what other people are doing. Um, it is a little bit disappointing that I, I have noticed a lot of people um, judging or criticizing the soft life and just saying, why does everybody want to label themselves? Why why can't you just be yourself? Why do you have to be the why, why do you have to be under this framework of the soft life? Honestly, it's the same way that all of us have different interests. We all have different hobbies. We all have different lifestyles. If a if a person wants to embrace a lifestyle that they they aspire to, and they're not hurting anyone in the midst of it, I literally don't see what's wrong with it. Um, there's a, a lot of criticism towards, especially Black women, leaning into the soft life because um, it's quote unquote repackaged Black girl luxury and. That is something that I have been noticing, and I really think it's just a misguided perception of what the soft life is, as I just shared. How for me, it's more about having grace and compassion. It's not about materialism. However, even if that was the case, I am just curious because why why would it be a problem for, for women to embrace a life of pleasure and happiness and excitement, and softness, and grace. What is wrong with that? Like, really ask yourself, why why would you not want that for other people? Why would you not want that for other women? Why would you not want that for other black women? 
what is the issue with a woman deciding for herself or themselves that, you know what, I don't want to live a life full of suffering and pain. I'm going to try my best to make decisions that allow me to have a comfortable, safe, soft, and as much of an easygoing life as possible. When I tell you that you are worthy of that, don't let anybody take that away from you. I don't care if people think that it makes you it makes them cringe or, you know, they roll their eyes at you. So what? If that's what you want to do and that's who you want to embody, so be it. And I really think when you take the focus off what other people are doing and you focus on really having a purpose in life that is inspiring to yourself and others, it really can open up so many opportunities for other people to realize I can do that as well. I think that Also having internal validation as a creative is super important on social media. A lot of times I know creatives, myself included, the people around me are all creative people. You know, we'll share something or we'll create something and sometimes it doesn't land, sometimes it doesn't stick and it can really be, it can be almost painful to see, oh, that didn't get a lot of engagement, that didn't get a lot of likes. Who are you creating for? Are you creating to to get that recognition? Are you creating so that you can maybe go viral? Are you creating because you want money and you want the brand partnerships that are going to help you to live a comfortable lifestyle? And if all those things are true, that's okay. You're being honest with yourself. There's nothing wrong with wanting those things. However, prioritizing that internal validation of I'm creating this because I'm a creative person and this is what I do period. Not because I'm going to get some type of validation or external praise because that's temporary. That's temporary. I've been through seasons with Saddy Baddies where I felt like, wow, everybody's sharing. Everybody's really tapped into this community and they love it and they support it and it's growing. And then I've been in seasons where I'm like, wow, like I haven't really noticed an uptick in following or I haven't noticed um, any of my posts being circulated as much. And it can be discouraging. However, because I know that I create from, it's really a spiritual practice for me. I know that God gave me this gift and gave me this voice and this purpose and this platform for a reason. And that's why I do what I do. It's really not for external validation. And once you learn how to prioritize why you create what you do and why you are doing it, it really allows you to be in a state of flow. And I feel like I'm in this state of flow right now that I haven't been in in over six months. And I'm just so grateful that I'm in this headspace right now where I feel rejuvenated. I feel re-inspired because I'm not looking at the other person's paper next to me. I'm focusing on my own paper. My head is down and that's it. So... And embracing and and remembering that internal validation. Who do you create for? For me, I create for God, spirit, and I create for myself and, and then I create for my community. So in that order, that allows me to really have intention behind what I do. And for any, anyone out there that's a musician, a creative, a writer, a poet, anything, a lot of times you're going to share your, your stuff or your creations online and it may not always resonate with other people. Please don't ever let that take away from you still doing exactly what you know you were made to do. And lastly, I want to say that when I took the social media break, I also 
noticed how much more enjoyable life was in terms of me being present. And I really started to pour more into staying in the present moment, which I'll get into later and I'll expand on later. But I essentially, when I deleted my Instagram and and TikTok and Twitter, and um, shout out to Angel, our community manager, for still being engaging on Saudi Baddies and the platform and, and upkeeping that while I was able to take a social media break, um, which was very needed. I really was allowed to have that creative rest that I needed. Um, and I have spoken about the importance of rest and you know from the physiological implications of rest and how much it impacts black people, especially in people of color, when we do decide to rest, it's revolutionary. Um, Dealing with burnout, especially creative burnout, as I mentioned, juggling a nine-to-five job, my in-person, my in-real-life responsibilities, my relationships, trying to maintain some type of consistent wellness routine can really feel overwhelming when you're doing all those things at the same time. And then on top of that, you add like a very hyper-stimulating city, (laughs) like New York City, and yeah, it's a lot. It's noisy, it's crowded, um, the global news circuit, just it's a lot of stimulation. And if you're someone who's highly sensitive like myself, it is overwhelming. And that's why I have to take these breaks so that I can reconnect with myself and my nervous system. So these are a few things that I noticed while I was taking a break um, recently. So I noticed five five of these things when I was taking a social media break. Number one, having multiple conversations a day, every single day, simultaneously, on alternating virtual spaces is very overwhelming and it can be really draining. So even if it's with people you love connecting with or even if it's just to share a funny meme or on your close friends or responding to a story reply, just that constant loop of conversation and communication is a lot and constant communication it does help us with loneliness and it helps us to feel connected to other people however there is a certain peacefulness in silence and I'm really learning to appreciate this silence it's really helping my well-being and my creativity I believe that having that moment of silence or having those times during your day where you're just you're not on Instagram you're not looking at a screen you're literally just sitting and being present is a form of meditation so leaning into that being appreciative of my surroundings my environment and staying in the present moment really has done wonders for myself and that's just a practice that I'm going to continue doing throughout Um, number two is your real friends and your loved ones will always still be checking in on you communicating with you and eager to see with what you're up to if your friendships rely on story replies or (laughs) your friends watching your tiktoks to see how well you're doing then it might be a consideration that either your some of those some of those friendships or some of those connections could be more surface level because if you have people in your life that are very tapped into who you are what you're doing how you're feeling 
going a week without talking to them, they'll probably notice, hey, I haven't talked to so-and-so in a while. Let me text them or call them or leave them a voice note. So people like that who are like actually tapped into your not, your life and not just watching what you're doing on social media, because those are two different things, right? Like being on social media and sharing a story on your Instagram or sharing a TikTok or writing a tweet, that's not you living. That's the aftermath of what you just did. That's literally just a statement or a declaration to the world like, look at what I did, look at what I'm doing right now or look what I'm about to do. It's not the actual present moment. So understanding that virtual reality and actual reality are so, even though they overlap, just remembering that in real life, you have real people that actually rely and love and appreciate you being alive. So I think that just because someone is visible, it doesn't always make them emotionally or mentally present or available. Um, I will say that when I was on my social media break, I was definitely able to practice checking in with my nervous system way more before responding to a text or email. And so now I've been actually implementing blocking time during the day to check in rather than to feel obligated to respond right away. So what I mean by that is if I get a text message or someone I love calls me um, or I'm getting a lot of messages at the same time, because I can't respond to everything at once, I'll just take maybe 15 minutes in a chunk of my day and then take my time to respond versus feeling like, oh my God, I have to call this person back right now, even though I'm about to make dinner and I really want this time to myself. You are in control of your time. You're in control of your resources and your energy. And I really feel like there is a social battery that we all have. At least for me, I do have a social battery. I do have an internal battery where if I want to talk to somebody that I love and maybe I just don't have the energy to have a, a conversation over the phone, I'll text them instead or even leave a voice note or just be like, hey, I'll call you later. I'll call you when I'm feeling more rejuvenated. Taking that into consideration can help you to monitor your energy levels and help you to feel less drained by the end of the day because you've been mindful and conserving your energy and your interactions with other people. Number four, what has your attention when you aren't online is so interesting. I definitely found myself reading more long form content twice as much as I normally do and listening to my favorite songs, my favorite albums and their whole fullness and taking photos without the intention of sharing. So when I'm on a social media break, I, you know, when you are used to having your attention occupied by TikTok or Twitter or Instagram and you're just doing this mindless scrolling thing before you go to bed or before you wake up in the morning or when you wake up in the morning, I have noticed that because I eliminated those those apps during that time, I just had more attention to share. So I listen to more podcasts than I normally do. Even though I, I listen to a podcast almost every single day, I listen to more podcasts because I was able to really listen and I was really able to let it, let that information um, kind of soak in in a way. When you're not distracted, you just have more focus. So that was something I noticed that was really interesting. Also just music in general. Like when I take a social media break. I love to just be outside as much as I can. So I definitely 
found myself revisiting albums that I loved and listening to them in their fullness and their full capacity and just appreciating the art of creativity. I also took a little hiking trip. Me and my man went hiking, I think really shortly after I decided to take a social media break. And he also wanted to just get some fresh air and spend time in nature as well. And it was just so nice to be present without being on social media. And the funny thing is that you're still capturing these moments. You're still taking pictures and videos, but you just know that you don't have this impulse to share as soon as you finish taking a a picture or taking a video. I had so much, I guess you can say, material to create content after my social media break because even though I wasn't uploading or sharing or you know posting what I was doing on a regular basis I was still capturing those memories but it was kind of nice to just look at look at these these pictures and videos of you know going on a hike or spending time with my family or having a date night and just appreciating that in the moment without sharing it right away it felt more sacred Um, doing that and I just appreciate that practice of again being present in the moment Um, I was also just reminded how everything isn't even meant to be shared in my life like my life is not this one ongoing Instagram story or a reel or TikTok like my life is not pictures or videos my life is literally meant to be lived and not just for show and tell and some a question that I found myself asking a lot in those you know couple of weeks of me not being active on social media is is my desire to be seen rooted in an authentic creative expression and connection or is it a performance? Now when I post something or share something, I know it's going to be from a, a place of creative expression versus. I want to perform. I want to show people what I'm doing. I want validation. And I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that that doesn't happen sometimes. But I will say that taking breaks from social media really helps you to shift that perspective if that is the path you're on. Say you are struggling with external validation. Maybe taking a break allows you to know with or without you sharing, with or without you posting, you are still worthy. You're still a human being. You're worthy of all the attention that you would get even if you did post. And it doesn't change who you are as a creative, whether you choose to post things or not. There's videos and cam- and pictures that I probably will never, never share on Instagram or anywhere because it's sacred to me. And I think that's beautiful. I think there's a it's beautiful to have things that are really just truly for you or really just truly for the, the people in your life that are extremely close to you. And that tenderness, you can't take that away. Once you decide that, no, I don't want everyone to see this or to know this right away, that's amazing, especially if you have a community or you have a, a, a group of people in your life or your loved ones that can appreciate it with you and it just brings a level of intimacy that you won't really get anywhere else last but not least I definitely had an opportunity to connect and examine my relationship to my body and my body image during this time without the distraction of looking at hundreds or even thousands of different bodies a day there wasn't really much room for comparison I really found myself more embodied than I have in months. And 
I admired myself when I got out the shower and instead of immediately grabbing my phone and scrolling to see what I missed when I was in the shower, um, I just embraced how my body is right now and really found myself being more gentle, being more soft. I also really spent a lot of time journaling about self-kindness and self-compassion. Um, I have a, a, a journal with prompted questions that really helps me to reframe some of my negative self-talk. And it's just, I felt like a renewed self-care declaration, knowing that I didn't have to film everything for everyone. And I was able to just spend more time being in the present moment, whether it's through cooking, my workout routine, self-care routine, spending time with people I love it felt way more intentional, not having the distraction of having to share it online. And last but not least, I really want to emphasize who you follow is important. I find myself um, feeling drained by social media just because I am a content creator, so I do need to use the platforms like Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, etc. to create a community, a virtual community. However, I do think that who you follow plays a big role in how you feel. Because if you're only following, say, people from your hometown and you grew up in an area or a place where you didn't have a lot of people who related to you or connected to you, it can really feel isolating to see the same things every single day, what people are sharing, what they're doing. And there's nothing wrong with you know, having that, but if it's really starting to make you feel even more lonely, even more isolated, consider unfollowing people or removing people or muting them. There's so many different ways to control and protect your your peace. I feel like the mute button is undefeated. <laughs> that is probably one of the best features that Instagram or Twitter has created is mute, muting people because sometimes it's not that you want to unfollow someone. It's just that you're not resonating with what they're saying or what they're sharing, which is perfectly fine. And it really is your life. Like if you don't want to listen to someone say something that's offensive to you or that you really that just does not resonate and even like disturbs or bothers your peace, then unfollow them. You're not under any obligation to maintain these these pseudo social relationships if you don't want to and it's really up to you to create the that virtual reality that you want if you want to follow more inspirational people look up inspirational people online or authors or podcast hosts or educators or creatives or business owners who inspire you you don't have to stick with just what you know you can create a separate account. You can create a private account. It's really, it's your life, you know? And I think part of leaning into the soft life is remembering that you have the autonomy to make those decisions for yourself. You don't have to suffer online when it's literally your social media. Um, the soft life is all about embracing convenience and ease. And part of that is also make the, making those decisions about our social life whether it's virtual or in person. And I have an interesting relationship with social media. I do really appreciate the connections that I've created. I've literally made lifelong friends from Instagram or through following someone that 
just has a lot of shared interests or a shared connection. And I think that's beautiful. I think that's amazing that we can do that in this generation. And I love I love meeting new people. I love connecting with people. I know that there's so many listeners from all over the world. I checked the analytics this morning and we have so many followers from Pakistan, Ghana, South Africa, Kenya, Brazil, Australia, the UK. There's so many global, there's a global community here. And that's beautiful. I wouldn't have been able to do that without social media. But just remembering that social media, you have to use it for your advantage. It doesn't need to break you. It doesn't need to make you feel less than who you are. It's really about finding authentic connection and doing what you need to do, setting the boundaries so that you can enjoy your experience on social media and you can create a community and you can you can find connections that mean the most to you. So thank you for tuning into this week's episode. I hope that you come back to this whenever you're wondering or thinking about taking a social media break. Remember, as always, we can't grow this podcast without you. So if you've already provided us with a review or rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to this podcast, thank you so, so much. This might seem like a small effort, but it really does support and grow our community. So keep downloading and keep sharing, baddies. See you next week. To stay connected, join Sadie Baddies on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and more, and sign up for our monthly newsletter on sadiebaddies.com to stay in the loop. Sending you hella love and stay soft, baddie. Uh, uh.